People whose work brings them into other people's homes. What stuff have you seen? I once delivered pizza to a falcon tamer whose falcon was just chilling with him on the porch. That was exciting. As most of these stories will feature tales of hoarding, I'll give you a story with a bit of a twist. I'm a plumber by trade, and although most of my work is with processing plants and factories, occasionally our boss will do a favor for a project manager or other high-level contact. We were asked to go and install a RO system, it's a type of water purification system, at someone's country home. Most people have no need for water that pure. A filtration system and UV treatment is way more than enough, but if the client wants to pay for it, then he gets what he wants. So me and my coworker drive to this guy's house in the middle of nowhere. It's a pretty standard looking house and nothing out of the ordinary. We go inside, and he brings us down to the basement to this big steel door and a set of steps leading further down. This guy had excavated and over the last few years built an underground bunker. Think of the place in 10 Cloverfield Lane, but this was way better built. It was still rather spartan, as there was no furniture yet, but this place was massive, possibly about 5,000 square foot of living space. There was an air filtration system that would bring fresh air in and pump it out to several spots on his property, a series of buried reservoirs to hold fresh water pumped from his well after it went through his newly installed RO, he had power from a mix of the grid and a small solar plant on the roof of his house, and another in a field away from the house, as well as a backup generator. There were shelves in the walls with lights installed for growing small crops, even one room that he said would be dedicated to raising a couple of chickens. This man was geared up to survive the end of the world, and had spent a ton of money to do so. I've seen a lot of preppers before, but this was a very different level of prep. I work as a technician in a pharmacy, and sometimes I'll offer to do deliveries at the end of the day if they're not too far, and they missed our regular delivery guy. This one lady, who was very hard of hearing, was starting on a weekly pill organizer that we'd prepare for her, so she invited me in so I could explain it to her. Immediately, I saw two cats, who ran off very quickly and smelled a very strong odor of cat poop. I assumed there was a box in the other room that she wouldn't remember to clean and that she couldn't smell it, and when we sat down, I realized there were large carpenter ants everywhere, on the table, on the walls, on the ceiling, on the carpet, etc. She didn't even seem to notice them. There are worse stories for sure, but I'd been serving this lady for five years at the store and would have never suspected such a thing. I was so thankful for the fresh air I was breathing in when I left. As a guy who's personally afraid of bugs, I would have freaked out. I would have booked it out the door as soon as I saw all those ants. I'm in and out of thousands of houses every year, so I've seen a lot. One of the strangest was finding hidden cameras. The people were moving in that day, so not theirs, set up in the attic and pointing into bedrooms and bathrooms. Also in the same attic, it was a big one, was a completely furnished hidden room that was only accessible from the attic. Needless to say, the homeowners were pretty freaked out. I've mentioned these people before. I was building an addition to an existing house. The owners were... they were a weird pair. Husband and wife. The husband looked like Gollum and the wife looked like Hagrid. They were both very slow mentally and they smelled terrible, like they bathed in pure ammonia. Even the new addition started to smell. The more we sealed it up, the more it stank, and we hadn't even opened them up to each other yet. At the time, I wasn't anybody important on the crew, so I never had any occasion to enter the house itself, until one fateful morning when I was there early. The power to the exterior outlets had been cut, and the electrician hadn't installed the new ones yet, so I decided to run an extension cord from inside the house. I opened the back door, intended to become a hallway entrance, and the smell nearly knocked me over. It was like the ammonia smell that clung to them, but ramped to a hundred times. Breathing shallowly through my mouth, I ventured into the dimly lit interior. The living room, or at least I think it was the living room, was a literal maze of containers, cages, 18 inches tall and a couple feet square, all stacked one on top of the other. As my eyes adjusted, I thought they were filled with rabbits. The ones by the door were stacked such that I could see over them. Elsewhere and against the walls, they were stacked to the ceiling, each and every one of them with an occupant. I stepped closer. Not rabbits. Cats. 
hundreds of cats, each cage containing at least one, some two or three, each stacked four or five high, nothing under them, each one urinating and defecating on the cage below. I got the heck out of there. I really hope those cats are okay. Worked as an apprentice to a private contractor for a year before going back to school. The worst was when we were working in a woman's home, getting it ready to be sold. We were painting her son's room, and we had to move the furniture to the middle of the room to cover it up with a tarp to avoid messes. As we moved the bed, we found the kid's heroin stash, complete with dirty needles in an open cardboard box. Kid was about 16. We didn't say anything to anyone, just slid the box under the moved bed and went to work. We were pretty glad to be out of that place ASAP, though. Along with the kid, his single mother definitely seemed to be tweaking at points, and looking back on it, I suspect she was an addict as well. On the other hand, the best job we had was a six-month job that started as a front entryway reno for a woman who had recently lost her husband. When we started, she kept to herself and spent most of the days in her room. She had some medical issues that prevented her from working, and was clearly very depressed. The entryway renovation became a living room, and then kitchen, and then basement, and eventually a whole home renovation inside and out. The woman kept finding new things she wanted done. In the process of all this, she started to heal, and by the end of the job, she was always out in the living room or kitchen, chatting away with us and feeding us and taking care of us. The last day of work was only a two-hour cleanup, after which she took us out to lunch to thank us for the renovation, and, more importantly, helping her overcome the depression that she was dealing with. I love that lady. And I love her too. I'm so glad that that story had a good ending. I used to work on foreclosed homes as an inspector of sorts. I remember we went to one foreclosed house where all the windows were painted black. Inside were these massive wooden stands with the fluorescent lights and nothing else. I don't even think any of the appliances were left. The thing that gets me to this day, though, about this house was that the people growing weed there thought painting the windows black would be a good idea, because that's not suspicious at all. I'm in nursing slash mental health. Some of the more memorable things I saw were during my student placements many years ago. For instance, one old guy I visited was a bit odd. As he was talking, I was scanning the room and see these framed photos of him from decades ago. He was in full blackface in them. Why he proudly displayed these photos, I don't know. Also, as a student, I encountered what I believe was a case of spousal Munchausen by proxy. The client was bedbound and had been for decades following a vehicle accident. She was skin and bones, couldn't communicate, and had some type of fungal infection covering her skin. The husband watched her like a hawk and didn't leave the nurse and I alone for a moment. Very controlling, yet played up the carer role. It just didn't seem genuine, and I suspect he was getting secondary gains from the years of sympathy in his role, hence my belief it was a case of MVP. There was also some other guy living in the house who just stood around and watched us like a creep. When we got in the car after the visit, both the nurse and I agreed it was extremely disturbing. Nowadays I'm in psych, and the things I see don't faze me. Carpet installer for 30 years. The list is endless. Some highlights. Full-on woohoo dungeon in the basement. NYC male prostitute with custom wallpaper. Silver drawings of gay woohoo on black background. Did several buildings for a developer. Later saw him on the front page of the paper getting arrested for kidnapping slash extortion. He was Russian mafia. Have showed up to find piles, not one pile, piles of dog crap all over the house. A secret computer lab in a bazillion dollar home behind a bookcase, down a long concrete hallway, and a giant steel door. Sounds like he's Batman. Had the power company running an underground line outside the home I was working in. They hit the water main for the entire area. Guy had a water spout in his front yard like Old Faithful, only it didn't stop until they dug up his entire yard and the water had destroyed the entire bottom of his house. He was at work, had no idea it was happening. I could go on. You, you, you don't have to go on. That's, that's enough. That's, that's plenty. I don't typically go into other people's houses. I'm a mechanic who does house calls, which occasionally brings me inside to wash my hands or use the bathroom. The best one was when I was doing a job for a man who broke down at his girlfriend's house. After the job was done, I asked to go inside to wash my hands and he says it's fine. I'm washing my hands at the sink and suddenly this naked black woman comes out of her room and gives me a confused look. 
Who are you? What are you doing in my house? I'm the mechanic. You can't be the mechanic. You're a woman. Person I worked on the vehicle for. Must be cheating with me. With a white girl at that. What has this world come to? Well, to be fair, I'm not white. I'm mixed. And I assure you, I am indeed the mechanic. No, women cannot be mechanics. And I don't care what you are. <laughs> so the strangest thing I've ever seen on a house call was an overly paranoid, mildly sexist, naked black woman. I tried to calm her down, but it didn't work. Apparently the guy got dumped that night and it was all my fault. I now ask for a host to wash my hands. Jeesh, I really hope that guy finds a better girlfriend. I clean houses. One client has us clean once a week. If it lands on the floor, it stays there until we clean it up. Her youngest child is still in diapers. There are usually dirty diapers around the house completely filled with pee. Her bed sheets always have crumbs from her kids eating in her bed. There have been skid marks on her sheets and duvet cover. They have five trash cans in the kitchen so they don't have to worry about taking the trash out. Her kids play with toothpaste and toothbrushes so we find globs of toothpaste all over the house. My boss has once gone to make the bed, pulled the sheets back, and found a huge pink adult toy and the mirror-sided nightstand was covered in lube. I think the wrong thing was lubed up there. Working in financial services here with insurance and investments. While I've seen a whole slew of different stuff between new and old clients, probably the most interesting aspect of the job is seeing people who make really good money for themselves but live well within and sometimes below their means. One particular case was a young guy in his early 30s who had accumulated quite a bit of wealth, was making upwards of $85,000 a year plus bonuses, and was living in a rather run-down apartment in a bad side of town. Roaches, leaky ceiling, the works. And he wasn't looking to upgrade his living situation. Ended up being one of my favorite clients. Super nice guy, level head. We play golf on the weekends sometimes still. Four! Used to deliver furniture, so boy do I have some good stories. Number one. A lady had mannequins everywhere in her house, all of them dressed up in fancy clothes and in various positions. Some sitting in the living room watching TV, one in the kitchen with an apron cooking, two at the dinner table, one sitting on the edge of her bed, and best of all, one on the toilet downstairs. It was very strange. The lady dressed in very bright clothes with very red lipstick and her eyebrows always made her look very surprised. Number two. This delivery was in run-down old neighborhood that was in a very wooded area. Being there just gave me the creeps. I was putting together a bed for him upstairs and looked downstairs through an open air vent and saw that the garage area had freezers lining the walls and a little workshop with a meat grinder and a bunch of tools in the middle. I think it was the fastest I ever assembled that particular bed frame. Noped right out of there, but I did get a $20 tip, so I never mentioned it to anyone until now. Number three. This time, I was delivering a bedroom set to a nice lady in an apartment complex. Walked into her apartment, and there was no furniture anywhere except a mattress on a simple bed frame in her bedroom with a TV in front of it, and a mirror on the ground in her living room with a laptop and webcam on a chair. When taking her old mattress out, she had several adult toys under her bed, all of them over 10 inches long and... girthy. I think you can guess what her job was. Number 4. There was a lady who ordered furniture online, which was unusual because it was such a small business. We arrived with the Cali King-sized bed, and the woman was bedridden and well over 500 pounds. Who answered the door, you might ask? Her husband, who must have weighed 150 pounds soaking wet. They used some pulley system they had installed to pick her up off the bed a few inches, and we swapped beds with her looming over us watching TV. Her husband was cool, though. In the office downstairs next to the door, he had a sweet battle station. Four monitors, a beast of a computer, TV, sweet chair, mini-fridge. Apparently she was a trust fund baby, and he was riding the gravy train all the way to Steam HQ. Number 5. Delivered furniture to a nice gentleman one week, and he had pictures of him and his family everywhere. Three weeks later, we deliver again, and I noticed in all the pictures, the wife's face was cut out, but the pictures were put back on the walls. Guess that explains the lazy boy. Number 6. Last one. We were given keys to a family's house and asked to deliver and assemble while they weren't home. Not unusual, surprisingly. 
We get there and start putting their two twin-size bed frames together, and next thing we know, we hear two people going at it hard in the next room. Seriously, they were getting it, shaking stuff on the walls and everything. They finished before we were done, and two 15-ish year old kids walk out. Turns out he decided to skip school with his girlfriend. Go Timmy! He tipped us $10 to not say anything to his parents or our manager. Former door-to-door -door salesman checking in. Sold subscriptions for TV and internet. Once tried to sell a lady, read, probably serial killer, whose house was filled with literally thousands of porcelain dolls of all shapes, sizes, styles, and degrees of scariness. Gotta have some variety. She had everything from pristine dolls that looked like they'd never been touched, to Annabelle tier filthy monstrosities that honest to god looked straight out of a horror movie. And these dolls were everywhere. Also, her floors and, what I could see of the walls, were painted red. Super creepy. 10 out of 10 would almost get murder again. I think the only thing missing from that was a spectacular la 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 in the background. I used to work in door-to-door -door sales, so I saw quite a lot of stuff. One time I knocked on a door and the screen door was shut, but the door behind was wide open and I could see right down the hallway into the house. This guy, who I can only assume was waiting for someone else, literally jumped around the corner at the end of the hallway, bollock naked, locked eyes with me, and screamed, and hid around the corner again. He very awkwardly asked why I was there and I explained, in between fits of laughter, and said I'd leave him to it and hope he had a great day. Another time, a guy opened the door at 11.30am, holding a bottle of Jack Daniels that he was drinking from, and invited me in. He had three teeth and no shirt on. I politely declined. Back in the early 90s, I spent two summers from college working at a little mom-and-pop appliance and electronics store. I helped with the deliveries. Plenty of experiences very similar to what has been posted here. Hoarders, filthy homes, too many pet smells, etc. Most memorable, though, was when we delivered a huge projection TV, remember those? To this guy's finished basement. This dude's basement was straight out of the 70s in every way. On the table in front of the big sectional couch was a freaking mountain of weed. I guess he and his old lady were in the process of packaging it up for sales. You'd think he'd have it cleaned up a bit before we got there. We called to let them know we were on the way. Both myself and my partner were really hoping to be tipped with a couple of buds once we had the TV set up. Nope. C'est la vie. Another memorable delivery was a whole truckload of appliances to Tony Soprano's house. Or at least it might as well have been. Once all the appliances are set up and it's time for us to settle up the bill, the guy takes us into his home office, pulls a painting off the wall revealing a safe behind it. Opens the safe, which is jam-packed with cash. You honestly could fit more cash into the thing. He starts peeling off hundreds from a stack and throws me and the other guys a couple hundred for a tip. Biggest tip by a long shot. I think the thing that surprised me the most when I started my job was the amount of clutter in so many homes. Rich, poor, young, or old. Hoarding, clutter, and pet smells are prevalent everywhere. The worst I've seen is an older man living in a one-room efficiency-style home. Takeout containers molded to the floor inches thick, soda and whiskey bottles two feet deep in the middle of the room. The toilet had obviously never been cleaned, and was completely stained brown, inside and out with feces and urine. The floor around it was the same from an old drunk who didn't care where anything landed. The smell was obviously really bad, and I was just glad that it was winter when I went in there. He apologized for living, quote, like a bachelor. On my first call at this one client, he answered the door in an open bathroom, under which he was naked. He and I stared at each other for a long moment in pretty mutual shock before he finally tied the bathrobe closed, mumbled something, and ran away, to get clothes as it turned out. He came back, he apologized, I fixed the client's very expensive computer, and left. I brought this incident up to my boss, who said, very offhandedly, that this gentleman did that often. It was apparently his way of hazing new techs, and he was only shocked because they had sent a female technician. On the upside, the embarrassment seemed to break him of the habit, since I never heard of him doing it again. Why my boss didn't warn me, I have no idea. Silver lining, at least the hazing stops. I work as an insulator who does work for low-income houses. So I showed her to this house. First thing I notice is about 30 lawn chairs with stuffed animals sitting in them with their own tools. 
old rusty tools, and these stuffed animals weren't in the best condition. So when I finally get out to his door, I knock. He opens up, starts drooling like crazy, obviously heavily medicated. It took a little while to explain why I was there. When I finally did, I started drilling holes around the house and boom, got to the garage. There were about 300 stuffed animals hung with string nooses in their missing arms and eyes and all sorts of stuff. Needless to say, I got out of there as fast as I could. Alright, strap in for this one. This one's scary. The kids were playing Minecraft Pocket Edition on their TV, back when they didn't have all the good updates that made it more like the PC version. Creative Mode didn't have very many usable items. It was horrifying. I was a licensed pet sitter. As a disclaimer, I loved my job for the most part, and the clients were great to me, but I had some interesting experiences. I worked for a lady who had no less than 24 cats. It was a one-story house with a giant outdoor fenced-in cat area attached to the house, and an outdoor cat house which was basically a closed-in shed surrounded by a metal fence with cat houses and food. All cats were indoor or cat house cats, besides one who was fed outside in a bush? I was not to let any of the cats out of the house or the outdoor cat shed. Her house gave me the absolute chills because it was basically just a kitchen, a laundry room, and two nearly empty rooms with a torn-up rug and a glass door. Cats creeping in on you from every corner of the house. She fed them all canned cat food. Fancy feast. All 24 of them, with cardboard plates left in random places around the house. Her cupboards were full of canned cat food from top to bottom. She had one outdoor cat that she just fed outside. It sat on my rug and stared at me during the meeting with the owner. It was kind of cute, though. I knocked on the door and someone said, Come in. I tried, but the door was locked. I knocked again and heard, Come in. I tried again and the door was still locked. Turned out to be the family's parrot. I once saw a woman that had built a massive castle the length of a typical bed for her bunny rabbit. It was as high as the ceiling and it had a moat and everything. That's just impressive. Oh boy, gotta do this relatively frequently. I work in mental health, so a lot of homes I go into just reek of mental illness from the outside in. Messy, dirty, and chaotic looking homes are a big indicator of mental health issues. Some houses I ventured into have this strong odor coming from a variety of things like uncared for pets, dirty laundry, old food, and just general human stench. Almost always there is both trash and clothes all over the floor, broken stuff everywhere. Because it's kids I work with, most times there are holes in walls and property damage caused by said kid when enraged. Girls typically leave sanitary pads or tampon cartridges, sometimes used, on the floor. I've seen bugs and bug traps because they're infesting the home. Went into a house once where I found out later that it was infested with scabies. Obviously, I was super paranoid about getting there for days. One girl's stairs had nail polish staining her stairs because she threw open bottles down in a rage. Typically, there is also at least one cat, usually more. These cats don't use the litter box, or if they do, it hasn't been cleaned in so long that it's just plain disgusting. So that means the cats would just pee on the piles of clothes lying on the floor. Lots of times, the kids living there will actually put on the clothes, shoes, and socks that have previously been soiled by animals. Usually the animals are in poor health. It's really quite sad. On the outside, it's easy to tell if the house inside will be in disarray. Unkept lawns, garden overgrowth, Christmas decorations still up in June, animal poop not cleaned up. That's all I can think of for now. I've gotten home on many occasions after work and gotten directly into the shower. I think the takeaway here is keep your house clean and your mental health will be better for it. I'm a probation officer, so I have to inspect people's homes and sometimes search them. First off, countless adult toys, vibrators, butt plugs, porn, which apparently still comes in magazines? Savages. Drugs. Lots of drugs. More cash than I've ever seen in my life. Earlier this week, I pulled a shoebox out from under a bed and it was completely full of stacks of cash. Lots of homes in the more poor areas have major roach infestations, which is pretty gross. Some of the circumstances that people live in make me understand why they would want to commit crimes to make money. Not that that makes it okay. 
two of the worst and strangest things that come to mind. Number one, a fishing bucket with a cast net inside of it, filled with water. I accidentally stuck my hand in the water when I grabbed the net, as you couldn't see the water. I found out later that the reason a bucket of water was in his room was because of his water-based <clears throat> eggplant pump. Number two, pictures of a girl covered in blood in sexy poses. Turns out they were really into periods, and she covered herself in the blood while they were having fun and took pictures. Kind of bizarre to see until realizing where the blood came from. About a decade ago, I was working a side job cleaning chimneys. Part of the job was vacuuming out the soot once we freed up the flue. I was led into the basement by an elderly woman, and there was an entire bedroom set down there covered in plastic. It was her son's, she told me. It's waiting for him when he gets back from the war. Given the amount of dust on the plastic, coupled by her age, I think she meant Vietnam. She kept trying to give me beef stew. I said we were busy, but if she can spare any to go, I'd appreciate it. I didn't eat it, but felt like I had to take it after that. I work in pest control and once went to treat a guy's house for termites. Middle-aged Italian man and his wife's body stuffed or preserved with some crazy stuff like taxidermy just in the house. She was in a bedroom closet. It wasn't her original skin, obviously, but a skeleton with wax over it to make it look like a Madame Tussauds thing or something. Yes, he could have been kidding, but he seemed dead serious. He wasn't all there, and the figure looked like the woman in pictures all around the house, so we don't treat his place anymore.